Hello, I'm Anne, and thank you for joining me on another episode of CSO Executive Sessions. Today, I'll be speaking to Frankie Shui in Singapore. Frankie was formerly Director of Cyber and Technology Risk at UBS, and we'll be talking about artificial intelligence and how it's used in cybersecurity. Welcome, Frankie. Thanks for making time to speak with me today. Yeah, nice to meet you, and happy to be here today. Um, to kick things off, can you give some examples of how artificial intelligence or generative AI is being used in cybersecurity today? So AI actually is a double-edged sword in the cybersecurity world today. Both cyber defenders and cyber offenders have started to leverage AI, especially generative AI, to come with better defense and more sophisticated cyber attacks at the same time. On one side, as a cybersecurity leaders, we have started to enjoy the benefits of involving AI brings to us. There are already many use cases of AI for us, from more intelligent cyber threats detection and analysis to automated code scanning, from AI-enabled penetration tests to customized phishing simulation exercise. But on another side, bad guys, they are also enjoying the benefits of AI Police already start to report this kind of increasing threats brought by AI. This year in March, the European Police Organization, Europol published a report saying that the models such as OpenAI's ChatGPT has made it possible to impersonate an organization or individual in a highly realistic manner, even with only a basic grasp of English language. In the same months, UK's National Cybersecurity Center also said in a blog that there was a risk of criminals might use large language model to help with cyber attackers beyond their current capacity. So in Singapore here, we also have seen more and more this kind of AI-enabled cyber attacks and uh, scams. Let me share one most recent story, which is AI scam called AI Stephanie Sun. I believe most of us, if not all, know about the singer Stephanie Sun, who is one of the most famous, actually, Chinese singers from Singapore. In Chinese video platform, Bilibili, which is Chinese version of YouTube, which were, they have more than 300 million users there. So guess who is the number one most popular singer on that platform now today? It is AI Stephanie, where there are more than 1,000 songs already created using the real singer's Stephen's facial activity and the voice. So the number of songs are actually more than what's the real number actually Stephen Song has released in the whole 23 years in the past where she has been on the stage. So the technique behind this actually is a deep fake and impersonation AI, which will mimic the real person's face, voice, and other biometric characters. It's no longer imagination, but the reality in the cybersecurity world now today. Um, you've spoken about the benefits of using AI in cybersecurity. Uh, now, what do you think are the potential risks and um, challenges associated with incorporating this technology into cybersecurity systems? So how to use AI in a transparent and a responsible way will be a potential challenge if we are just going for AI because it is AI. But the good news here is we have seen the government and the industries are catching up on the rolling out the AI governance framework 
measures, and even law in the past 12 months to make sure AI will be designed and deployed in a fair, transparent, and responsible way. For example, US NIST NIST has an AI risk management framework, ARMF 1.0, released January this year. Europe side, European Union, they have their EU AI Act, which is a law and has just been passed by European Parliament on June 16 this year. And the next stage is for negotiators at the EU institutions such as EU Executive Board and 27 EU country member states. And in Asia here, China, actually this July, so China Cybersecurity Regulator, CAC, Cyberspace Administration of China, together with other seven, other six China the government agencies, released the interim measures for generative AI service. And it will be effective actually from 15th of August this year. It will take the balanced approach with a focus both on development side as well as security side. But for China, only providers who want to offer the generative AI service to the public would need to submit the security assessment and algorithm profiling. So the governments and the industries have been wake up to aim for the responsible use of AI. It's good news for us to integrate the AI into our cybersecurity systems with this development. Mm, that's interesting. And um, how do you think AI can help in addressing the growing issue of false positives and false negatives in cybersecurity systems? Uh, basically, data is oil, data is also gold. In the cybersecurity world, we are dealing with huge, huge amount of data from endpoint detection response to network detection response to cloud migration and monitoring tool to the data leakage prevention tool. We're continuously dreaming for the accuracy and the quality of data could be relevant and accessible to us in the timely manner. Sometimes it is indeed challenging to filter out the real meaningful data from the noise. Here the noise, I mean, actually the false positive, false negative you have shared just now. AI definitely will be useful assistance for us to do the filtering in the efficient and effective way. But that is not only the AI model itself, but also the continuous training and the fine tuning the AI model. Here will be important to make sure our AI assistance is up to today, but not just up to yesterday. Mm. Uh, it's interesting that you've mentioned that because we focused quite a bit on the limitations of the technology, but I'd like to look at the people element now and its application, because AI is only as good as the data we feed it. And the output of generative AI also depends on um, the clarity of our instructions and prompts. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, so actually it depends. So the outputs of AI model actually are not only dependent on the inputs, which is actually the, the instructions, we provide to the AI, but largely depending on how the AI model has been trained, fine-tuned, and how you are actually governed and protect the AI model, which means that's why we had to, actually the one most recent news about this is a US FPC, Federal Trade Commission just opened an expensive investigation into open AI this July, probing whether the maker of the popular ChatGPT bot, which is open AI, has any conflict of human, the consumer protection law, by putting personal reputation and the data at risk. 
So the U.S. Federal Trade Commission called on OpenAI to provide a detailed description of all the complaints it has received of these products, making any false, misleading, or harmful statements about the people, which is human side. And FTC is also investigating whether the complaint they have engaged any unfair practice that result in repetitional harm to the consumer. So FTC also asked the company OpenAI to provide any records related to the most recent security incident that OpenAI disclosed in March this year when there's a bug find in ChatGPT that the system will allow other users to see the payment related information as well as some personal data from other users in the chat history. So at the same time, FTC is also probing with the company's data security practice and it violate any of the consumer protection laws. So this is actually evolving and in this area. So we'll keep the eye open and see how this will be actually impact us and we can learn from this. Right. Um, you also spoke a bit about regulatory guidelines. Um, and I know it's relatively early days, but what are the key considerations and best practices for ensuring um, the ethical use of AI in cybersecurity? Mm, since I'm based in Singapore here, so let me share two actually suites from our regulators they recently released. It will help us broadly actually for the ethical use of AI in the cybersecurity world, actually not just in Singapore, but across the, the region as here. First one is from our Singapore Financial Regulator, MS. On June 26 this year, MS announced the release of our open toolkit to enable the responsible use of AI in the financial industry. The toolkit was developed by MS lead a group of 31 financial players. So we'll help financial industry to carry out the assessment methodology for the fairness, ethics, accountability, and transparency principles, so-called FIT, F-E-A-T. The FIT principles here provide the guidance to the firms offering financial product service on the reasonable use of AI service and data. Second one is from our Singapore the Data Protection Authority, the PDPC, Personal Data Protection Commission. On July this year, our Singapore PDPC published the proposed advisory guideline on the use of the personal data in the AI systems. So this is a consultation paper. So basically they will regulate how the organization will develop and deploy AI system that is using machine learning model but to make the decisions and or assist the human make decisions using AI responsibly. Also provide guidance and the perspectives to make sure that such AI systems are operated in the compliance with PDPA. So from cybersecurity perspective, actually some recommendations in this uh, paper about data minimization and anonymization of personal data actually align with our industry practice. So thanks both MS and PTPC here. So we really appreciate the effort they have put here and we can leverage a lot from them. Right. Um, and as a last question, how do you see the future of AI in cybersecurity evolving and uh, what emerging trends or technologies should we be aware of? Okay, together, AI and cybersecurity will be a perf perf perfect match. Coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is the progress. And working together is a success. So I'm borrowing actually the quote from Harry Ford, the founder of Formoto. So only when AI and cybersecurity are really working together, success will come. As I shared just now, cybersecurity team need 
attract the big data and uh, expertise to come to us and uh, engage them with more use case from cyber intelligence collection analysis to malicious code scanning. Opportunity definitely is there. We need to also bring and grow our internal actually data and expertise and domain knowledge. So in the long run, CISO might have our CISO teams in-house data and AI specialists. Well, thanks for speaking with me today, Frankie. It was great to hear your thoughts um, on AI. To our viewers, if you have any suggestions or feedback on the show, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Thanks for watching.